Super Talk Mississippi media production. What if everyone was turning their head to look at you with a brand new Flowmaster exhaust system from Exhaust Pro in Macomb on Georgia Avenue? Cruise in style with Exhaust Pro of Macomb on Georgia Avenue. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things when you're streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Hope you have that downloaded. And you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. You'll see a familiar face with me today. Or I hope you found it familiar. It's Peter Griffin with Fist Squad. They work daily to help Mississippi veterans in need. And they're gearing up for their Eighth annual Ruck for Rugrats. Although Rugrats aren't veterans, it's still a really good cause that you guys have uh, put so much energy towards over the last eight years. So welcome back, Peter. Hey, thanks for having me back. All right. So for those I feel like, you know, by now, I hope our Good Things family knows who the Fist Squad is and what you guys do. But just in case we've got somebody new out there, how do you explain what it is that you guys do on a daily basis? Yeah, so we're a nonprofit veterans charity, and we fill the gap in services and provide immediate life-sustaining assistance to Mississippi veterans in need. So all the money we raise stays in Mississippi and helps Mississippi veterans directly uh, with things like housing assistance, uh, groceries, utilities, things like that. We don't pay cell phones and credit cards. We give the immediate life-sustaining help without the red tape that's often involved with uh, other organizations and government agencies. And this was started with a group of, I think, three friends. Correct? Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was four guys. Um, four. Yep. Uh, so it started out as kind of like just a club because in the military, when you start getting promoted and moving units, you lose touch with people. Uh, and it started out as just a club to kind of make a point to have people get together and hang out and keep that camaraderie that we experience when we meet up for our military training. Uh, and then it kind of evolved into seeing a need uh, for veterans and people that were currently serving uh, that needed help and assistance. And we, didn't, as leaders in the military, we didn't really have a way to steer them in the direction of getting that assistance uh so we you know as a group we said well why not us why not us yeah and taking care of your own and sometimes it doesn't have to be big um, or audacious gifts or things that folks need sometimes it's just under a light bill or maybe get, getting groceries this month yeah, or whatever it may be. elderly veterans get their uh their yard cleaned up and grass cut we've worked with partners and volunteers to uh build wheelchair ramps with the combat veterans motorcycle association different parts of the state uh, we had volunteers go and cut grass for veterans, uh, you know, people that were deployed, uh, National Guardsmen that were deployed. Their, their spouse reaches out to us and says, hey, look, I don't know the first thing about a zero turn, but my yard's looking like a jungle. And we get volunteers and we get people to go out there and, and cut their grass. And every time you're here, Peter, and we, we talk about uh, Fist Squad, undoubtedly you're going to get another sort of ding or email or whatever it may be. So it's not that you all are out looking for the veterans it's that now they know the name fist squad and they are finding you guys and often that's as easy as going to the website and just filling up the form 
Yeah, so you can actually submit all the required documents uh, to request assistance right on our website now. We've made it easy where you can upload them there. Uh, and like you said, we don't go out and look for veterans. A VA actually re- sends people to us. A lot of people are in the misconception that as a veteran, if I had a, you know, like most Americans, you live paycheck to paycheck. And if I had to spend $800 to fix my car, something's got to give. And if I can't buy groceries or pay my light bill this month, uh, you know, people are in the misconception as a veteran. I can walk in the VA and they say, you know, hey, we're here to help and we can take care of that when that's not the case. Uh, They actually refer people to organizations like us. But but that is to say that if that's the only place you know to go or the first place you think, then go ahead and do that. They're not going to turn you away. They're going to find the right fit for you, which you guys at this squad can't fulfill every single need that comes across your desk either. So that's the great networking that goes on there. Then you're able to refer or connect. Yeah, ab- you're ab- just trying to bridge that gap, whatever that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And we work with other organizations that if we can't fulfill a need, uh, we don't just – say no and kick the can down the road. We try to get people into contact with an organization that can provide assistance. And, okay, so now we're going to get to your um, annual Ruck for Rugrats. So that's eight years. How long has Fifth Squad been doing this kind of uh, the nonprofit work? Uh, So we got our 501c3 uh, in 2016 is when we got that. Uh, And that's kind of where we transitioned from a kind of like a hangout club, kind of like a motorcycle club without motorcycles Mm -hmm. where we're just hanging out together. Uh, into getting into the nonprofit world. And the first year that we got our 501c3, we did uh, about $3,000-something worth of assistance to, to some veterans in Mississippi. And felt like a lot. And we thought, look, we, thought we, were, we were changing the world, and we, we thought and that. And you did. And for those veterans, we, we absolutely did. did. Yeah. Uh, but so far this year, um, we've helped uh, directly and indirectly 1,600 veterans with uh, almost $115,000 worth of assistance. And all of that is volunteer from good folks who just buy into what the squad's doing, share their time, energy, and resources. And then I know also you have a lot of great uh, corporate partnerships. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, partners like Milwaukee Tool, uh, Keesler Federal Credit Union, uh, the Country Squire, um, Pig and Pint over in Fondren. we got a bunch of specials going on with them. Those guys have been awesome with us. And, and we have a lot of other businesses. I, I could sit here for 10 minutes and just talk businesses that sponsor us and, and support us. And we, we luckily get a great uh, support of the Mississippi Braves and, and other groups that, that, that come to us wanting to make an impact and have that direct impact connection on affecting veterans' lives. And I think one of the cool parts is, is and I think everybody want, nobody would say, I don't want to help a veteran, right? I think, if you do, help, keep it to yourself. <laughs> we don't, that's not what you want to spread around. But I feel like a lot of times when you think about like national organizations and everything has their place, there's just something about knowing you're going to an organization that's going to the people in your own backyard. And that's one thing you guys do so well with this squad is that you are boots on the ground right here in Mississippi it's us helping us. It's not the way, I mean, it is the way it should be, not that you can't help across borders, but there is something special about knowing that you are helping literally your neighbor. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, and you know, the patriotism values in the state of Mississippi are, are, are very, very big. And, I mean, there's 187,000 veterans living in Mississippi right now, and about 9% of those are below the poverty level. And so everybody that you meet, their life has been touched by a veteran. They know a veteran, their family, mm-hmm. you know, so... It's easy for people to give, especially when they know it's going to their neighbor and it's staying in their local communities, and that's what we do here in Mississippi. And then you turn around, and a lot of your veterans end up being your volunteers. Yes, yes. Which we, then we've want had, to pay it forward, which yep, I think absolutely. is just beautiful. You talk about the corporate piece. If you were watching Good Things on Friday or listening, you'd have seen um, Milwaukee Tools was in. They were talking about the great work they do with the Project Search with Mississippi Department of Rehab, which interns people with disabilities for, for work. That's a whole other good thing. All that to say, he was proudly wearing his fist squad. Uh, 
shirt with his Milwaukee, you know, that they Milwaukee was proudly showing that they partner with this squad. And I thought, man, we say it all the time here and it feels like you're just a broken record. But when you support local businesses and find out who they're supporting, mm-hmm. that is also another way to support like your veterans and people within the community because it really does um, come full circle. Yeah, absolutely. And so like uh, like an, another you know, one, a great example of that is uh, you can you can get Mississippi barbecue anywhere, but if you want the best in Mississippi, uh, you go to Pig and Pint over in the Fondren. And those folks over there, uh, for the whole month of November, uh, they are donating $1 of every Colson's beer. Uh, that is sold because that's one of our favorite beers. And, I was like, what and, and is been, and, they, and they've been a big sponsor of ours. They're now owned by Fertile Ground, uh, another awesome, awesome supporter of ours with this new uh, for the eighth annual Ruck for Rugrats. Uh, so they're donating $1 from every Colson's beer for the entire month of November to our organization. And they're also doing a, uh, a roundup campaign, which when you go there and you purchase online for pickup or inside the store there, you can round up to the nearest whole dollar. So if your bill is, you know, $14.50, you can add that 50 cents and round it up. And that will also get donated to our organization. So they've got like a double prong attack on supporting Mississippi veterans and fifth squad. If there is an organization listening, uh, Peter, that's like, oh, I'd love to, you know, utilize, you know, my local own um, store or business to sort of help and give back in that way. I mean, how do they contact or who do they get involved with to do that? Yeah, they can contact us through our website, fifthsquad.com, it's number five, T-H, no word squad, uh, or they can con- everything's through Facebook these days. So they can contact us easily through Facebook, send us a message and say, hey, I'd like to be involved. I'd like to volunteer. Um, I'd like to offer services for veterans that may need it or you know i'd love to be a business sponsorship and we have different business sponsorship levels we have about seventeen thousand followers through our two social media uh, instagram and facebook so you know we promote people that support our organization and just like anybody i i choose where to spend my money based on what they support and the businesses that support fifth squad and my values that's where i spend my money and that, that's pretty much how everybody is and we love to promote businesses and organizations that support us. It's also a good thing to remind folks, you guys have been going since 2016 helping veterans here in Mississippi, and you just now, because you've grown so much, I think you may have one person that's helping organize and do everything. Everything else is still volunteer. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's important to know because you're not, there's not that big a, when you donate, you're li- just about every do- amount of your dollars going to Yeah, it. so we, we uh, unfortunately, because of our size and the requests and uh, That's not important. Everything. Well, it's unfortunate that the quests are there, but it's yeah, a good thing so, that they're getting, yeah. Yeah, so we, we did have to take on a paid employee uh, this past year, and it's worked out great. Uh, it's made things a lot easier. It's relieved a lot of stress from uh, from the board, uh, and and so doing everything and contacting veterans. We have somebody that can dedicate, uh, you know, the entire day to just serving veterans, creating new business partnerships, and making sure nothing slips through the cracks. And uh, you know, no, there's no delay in providing the assistance that we give to veterans. One paid person who helps with 116 or 160, whatever you said, that, 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 yeah. Year. 1,600 veterans this year. And we're not going to leave off the veterans, but we're going to switch and talk about Red Rex uh, coming up next with this squad. Tell me another story. I think it's time for you to tell me a story. Promise, I'll be back in no time. 
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. If you've taken time to download the Supertalk Mississippi app, then you can stream us straight from there. You can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, or you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. We're continuing our conversation with Peter Griffin. He's with Fist Squad. They work daily to help Mississippi veterans in need, but they also take time out during the holidays to help out the kids, which I think is really mm-hmm. cool. So, how did this happen? How did you guys? I know this is the eighth annual Ruck for Rugrats. Y'all also is your fifth annual uh, stuff a truck there in Brookhaven. We'll get to all of that. But where in the busyness did you guys say, you know, it's the holidays. We should probably look to the kids instead of the, not instead of the veterans, but with the veterans. Yeah. So um, in addition. Yeah. So uh, when I was in Massachusetts, I'm originally from Boston. And uh, when I was in the National Guard up there, we had a bunch of toys and stuff left over that were donated for our unit Christmas party. And a bunch of guys, we said, you know, what can we do? We said, well, we'll do some PT. We'll throw them in our rucksacks and we'll walk across Boston and we'll deliver them to the children's hospital. Uh, and then other units found out about that, and up there it's grown into this huge National Guard run event uh, where they have hundreds of soldiers that go and participate. Uh, and then I'm nine years ago I moved down to Mississippi, and, and I got here as fast as I could. It's like and, you like our winners way better, right? <laughs> yes, very, very much so. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things we were thinking about doing to try to you know um, you know provide service to the community and also to get our name out there and a way to raise funds was to do uh the same thing and do a toy drive and do the ruck and we spoke to the uh the child life service people over there at children's hospital and told them what we wanted to do and they gave us a list of toys they needed we did some toy drives with some businesses and an amazon gift registry that we still have now and uh people can purchase if they can't attend and and we'll get them and we'll gladly carry them for you and uh, like you mentioned, this is our eighth year doing mm-hmm. it, and uh, last year we had a little over 400 people participate, and we donated a little over $60,000 worth of toys. That's crazy. Yeah, and they, they told us that 90% of the toys they use throughout the year uh, for different things comes from our events. So and it's not just, just for Christmas as they'll divvy it up, and then any you know they, they hold them, and then yes. they selectively give them because there's children coming in and out of the hospital mm-hmm. all year long. So this is yes. just sort of that like uh, time where we have toys on the brain, and so it's just a good time to, for them to stock up to be able to help kids all year long. For those who may not know what a ruck is, and that's actually becoming more popular, Peter, just in like the f- physical fitness world. It's, it's bleeding out of the military like so many fitness things does, and into us normal folks, and so people are becoming more familiar with the, with rucking for exercise. But you guys have been doing it and gals for eons. So to you, what like to the military, what is a ruck? So the ruck march is how the military ruins um, hiking for people. So <laughs> they, they make you put on a heavy pack, and you got to cover a certain distance in a certain amount of time, and it's it's miserable. Um, but we do kind of a fun ruck. So it's only uh, four miles. Uh, it's slow pace, about. 20-minute mile pace, people dressed as elves, they bring their dogs and kids out, so it's not grueling or anything. People, you know, dress in Grinch costumes and do the whole thing. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun and Christmas music playing, and, and everybody's just having a wonderful time. And where does it start? So we start at the Veterans Memorial Stadium. Uh, we come out on State Street, turn down Lakeland, go over the interstate, uh, go up around the Flores Bluff, 
uh, come back around the, I don't know, Jackson Roads, but around by the National Guard headquarters. And then we cross over Woodrow Wilson right to the front entrance uh, to the new wing of the Children's Hospital. And so if you have, if you choose to wear a backpack or, or have a rucksack, you actually put toys in your back or can you just ruck without a backpack if, if you need it or don't yeah, need it? Yeah, if you, if you don't, if you do want to come part, sign up and come participate, uh, you can, you can, you know, walk with a six foot Christmas tree on your back like we had one guy do one what? year. And, uh, or you can come with no pack and just walk or, or, you know, put a camel back on with water or margaritas or whatever you want to do. And, it's and, yeah, and then you can come out and if you can fill your bag with toys, um, you know, get your coworkers and stuff to kind of sponsor you or we'll have toys there that people have bought through our Amazon list and had shipped to us and we'll fill your pack up for you and you can. Where are these 400 ruckers coming from? All over the place. Uh, so we have businesses that send people down, uh, Milwaukee Tool. Uh, I think they sent 30 people last year. Um, military units will send people down. Uh, other companies and businesses, just groups, church groups, Boy Scout troops. It's a great, great way to, to give the community and get community service hours for them. Um, and so we just have people from all over and all walks of life come and participate. And the cool part is when you guys come over and they're at the Children's Museum where you drop off all the, I mean, Children's Museum, the Children's Hospital. Now, you don't go in because that, you know, that would be a big disruption to it's still a hospital. But the kids get to see you, right? Like the kids yes. get to sort of, not all of them, but those that can. I mean, it's a cool moment for, for them to sort of witness. Yeah, absolutely. And so as you're walking and then you're, uh, you know, you're making the turn and, you know, you're kind of miserable and you're out of shape like me and your feet and your back hurt you know and you look up and you think of the kid that that's going to go through chemo you know the kid that that's got you know some some terrible thing going on and you're like ah, my feet hurt but i'm going to be all right you know and it puts things into perspective for you and you realize that these families have their children in the hospital and that's where they're going to spend their time when they're not working to support their family they're getting off work and going straight to the hospital and providing these toys gives them the ability to have a christmas there Although not the ideal situation, but it takes a little bit of stress off them, and it makes it easier for them uh, during the holidays and during that stressful time. All right. So if we if we want to sign up and actually be there, where do we do that? And then if we want to just buy and ship to you, have it shipped to you, toys. If we can't be there, how do we do that? Yeah. So on Facebook, we have an event on our Fifth Squad page. Uh, you can go to events, and you can sign up through there. And there's a link for purchasing toys through the Amazon wish list that was created in conjunction with the Child Life Service folks over at the hospital for what they're requesting and what their needs are. Uh, you can sign up for the event there. Uh, you can buy toys there. Uh, it's all through Eventbrite for the registration. So if you are familiar with Eventbrite, you can go there and just look for 8th Annual Ruck for Rugrats. It'll pop up, and you can register through there. Uh, we have a T-shirt every year, so your registration includes a T-shirt. The design this year is extra special because they had us doing it. Uh, we come up with some design idea, military theme type thing. Um, but this year we actually had a patient win an art contest in the Children's Hospital, and they That's did cool. the shirt design for us. Uh, and so that's what we're going to do going forward. Uh, I don't know why we didn't. It took us eight years to figure it out. That's but, okay. But uh, it's an awesome shirt. Uh, you can read a little bit about that on the on the page and everything um, about about him. We got permission from his mother to to kind of talk about uh, his situation yeah. and everything. Uh, so you can do all that through the Eventbrite, and then you get the T-shirt for the sign-up. Uh, you get, you know, you're going to do the event, and then afterwards we have some business partners up in the Fondren area uh, that we go to for kind of like a little after party. Uh, Pig and Pint does buy one get one free Colson's beer because again, Colson's is delicious and and one of our great sponsors. Uh, and then when we run out of beer there, we go down to Green Ghost Taco. Uh, and Caesar over there has been awesome with us these past couple of years, partnering with us. And you get buy one get one free house margaritas and two dollar tacos. 
So after you've been rucking all morning and walking, uh, Mississippi barbecue, Mississippi beer and tacos, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong at all at that. But if you're not in central Mississippi, but you're in Brookhaven and you want to help stuff a truck, you guys have that too. You yes. are everywhere. Absolutely. So uh, I live in Brookhaven and I'll be, I work with the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office and we've partnered again to do our fifth annual stuff a truck at the Brookhaven Walmart. Uh, so on the 2nd of December, uh, from 8 to 5, I'll be out there. And you can go into Walmart and you can purchase toys and you can come and fill up the SWAT MRAP over there. And uh, it's a great way to get involved if you can't come up to Jackson. Not everybody can do that on a Saturday. Uh, but you really want to help the event. You want to help those families at, up there at Children's Hospital. Uh, we got some uh, great businesses that have pledged to match a portion of all cash donations that we receive that day. And uh, Elaine Anders Flowers and Gifts, uh, First Bank and 601 Nutrition all down in Brookhaven, they've uh, committed to do that. And they're also toy drop box locations. So people who shop in Brookhaven can stop by there if they're not going to be around on the 2nd of December at Walmart on Brickway Boulevard. They can stop by one of those businesses while they're open and drop their uh, new unwrapped toys off there. So in those toys um, that it will fill up the truck there in Brookhaven, will they be driven down to and dropped off at the Children's Museum, or is that does that go to a different... No, it's for the same event. Same so event. we're going to use those. Um, so those, those are going to be brought... Uh, up to the registration event. So if people show up and they don't have, uh, they hadn't brought toys or they don't have enough for toys to fill their bag or they want to carry more, uh, then we'll have those available for them. And if we still have toys left over that after we fill up all the packs, uh, then we have a trailer that we will trailer all the toys right to the front door of the hospital and drop all those off there. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great day as well. And it's just a way to, to get out and sort of um, do something different, but then get connected. And then you go, you guys go right back into helping, which the whole time you're not, not helping veterans. But I mean, <laughs> it's, so it's a weird thing. It's like you don't stop, but, but it's like yeah. you just sort of regain focus. And how fun is it for many of the veterans that you have helped through Fist Squad to come out and sort of be able to give back to kids? I think that's really Yeah, that's really every, everybody, everybody loves it. And it kind of started out with, you know, being in the military and being deployed and being away from your families and everything, you feel kind of isolated. And uh, that's kind of how the children inside the hospital feel. And they're stuck inside the hospital. They can't go anywhere. You know, they're getting very limited visitation. Friends can't really come see them. It's just their mom and dad and yeah. brothers and sisters. Uh, you know, and they're kind of set aside from society during the holidays. And that's how a lot of military people feel when they're deployed and uh, when they're away during the holidays. So. We can kind of relate to them uh, on that aspect anyways, and we just wanted to make their holidays uh, a little bit better. December 1st is Stuff the Truck, or December 2nd. December 2nd, Stuff a Truck in Brookhaven. And, and December 9th is the Ruck here in Central Mississippi, and go to Fifth Squad with a 5. Yep. And to get all the information or find you guys on Facebook. Absolutely. All righty, Peter. Well, I always appreciate you coming in. Thank uh, you for your service and all that you guys do. Yeah, well, thank and you for having us. your whole volunteer group. I know it's not just you. It's a bunch of y'all, so thank you for that. And you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Hope you know by now you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us on Supertalk TV on your computer or your mobile device. Coming up Wednesday, you got Middays with Gerard Gibbert as well as Sports Talk Mississippi. They're going to be in Greenwood at the grand opening of the newest Ace Bolton Screw location. You'll get a chance to check out product demonstrations and register to win amazing door prizes with manufacturer reps on site. You can learn about vendor managed inventory to help stream Streamline your operations, and it's all happening this coming Wednesday at the new Mississippi family-owned Ace Bolton Screw on West Park Avenue there in Greenwood. So it's going to be a good day for tools. I want to check out, I want to play with some vroom, vroom, some tools, go and push all the buttons and see what all they've got. I, <laughs> I don't necessarily need them, but I think it would be a lot of fun to to see what, what they can do. It's also a lot of fun to join us over on the Good Things Facebook group. We'd say it all the time. We'd love to have you there. If you are on the Book of Faces and wasting your life there, you might as well be up to some good conversation. So if you go to your search bar and you just type in good things with and Rebecca Turner pops up, you can click um, join. We'll let you we'll let you on in. We got a fun. I don't know if it's a fun question for the day because it's not fun to lose things, but it is something that we all have done. We've misplaced. And if you notice, I didn't say lose because sometimes you do find and you hate to think that you lost something expensive, you would prefer to think I misplaced it or it got away from me or I'm left behind or there's so many other ways to describe it than lost it. But that's pretty much what it comes down to. But the most expensive thing you've ever misplaced and then have you ever did you find it? Some folks are able to come back and with the stroke of good luck or cleaning something out, you're able to locate that thing that you felt sick to your stomach about when you realized that it was no longer in your vicinity. And so, yeah, it's something we can all um, come together with. So, Rhino, do you have anything? Do you have a story? Uh, well, the most recent thing that I'm sick to my stomach that I've misplaced, it happened during the move. And I'm convinced it's somewhere in my apartment, but everywhere I've looked or thought to look, it hasn't been there. And it's my Milwaukee Tools impact driver. Oh, no. I've still got the charger station. I've still got the batteries. I just don't have the driver. And I the most know important part? somewhere in there, but for the life of me, I can't find it. And I'm not going to tear the place apart just looking for it because I haven't had a need for it that dramatically. So you know it went in a box. Correct. So, And then you know all boxes were removed from your old apartment. Correct. So we know that unless it grew legs and walked out of your, your car or the trailer. Which I've had that happen before. But that's because someone's... Right, I, back in college, I had a, it are two different things. I had a seven hundred dollar Canon Rebel digital camera that was not top of the line, not like professional photographer next to a tennis court with the giant lens, but that it was, was nice. one with the changeable lenses, and it took really nice pictures. And it grew legs and walked off, and I never got it back either. Well, you still not that. There is no – that still is a gut punch. But at least you weren't – it wasn't your fault. You didn't right. like misplace it because that's a whole other level of – or accidentally drop it. the lock on the door. Right. And so there are other things where, like Emily says, her Apple Watch six weeks after she got it and she never found it. Oh, like that – 
that stings, like when you put something down and sort of can't find it. Michael said, a piece of equipment used in my business, it cost around $1,900, and I, I did find it. So that was a huge, like, sort of relief. Jimmy tickles me. He said his seven-year-old son and found him in the same furniture store. <laughs> I well, think no, he's talking about his pocket knife. He said, my graduation pocket knife, and then he said his seven-year-old son found it three years oh, later. Okay. Well, you know what? But still then, Jimmy, I we've all lost – well, not all – but I think every parent has had a moment I've of... I've been the lost kid. <gasps> like, you turn around, you know, little bookers are so quick, and you know, it, you don't even have to be irresponsible. It just can happen, you know, like that. And it can it can cause you to... <gasps> I know my mother-in-law talks about losing my husband, but she didn't really lose him. He was one of those little snarky little kids that would, in apart- department stores, go and crawl under the um, the round... The circular uh, the clothing cir- rack. Circular clothing rack, and then watch their parent in distress and giggle. Right, um, I, and it's unfortunate that she didn't use force on him once she found him because he might be maybe better now for it. Uh, but you've all had sort of like that that particular panic, and a lot too here on the Good Things Facebook group are wedding bands or wedding rings, which I can see how that can be easily done if you just take it off. I mean, it's something. For girls, we don't wear them all the t- like every single day. Boy, uh, men, you kind of put yours on and forget it unless you have a job that requires you to take it off for safety. Right. But when you think about like washing your hair or all the things that we can do that they can get caught on, we are more likely to put take them off and put them somewhere. Better to misplace a ring than lose a finger. Then right, and so I can see where those can be uh, misplaced. But that would be a huge uh, gut punch as well as if you recognize that you were missing your wedding band or your wedding ring. But nobody has quite mentioned anything upwards to about a hundred thousand dollars. That would absolutely sting in the in the worst possible way. So imagine being. I'd be scraping together money for a trip to a non-extradition country if I lost something. six figures worth of something. Cause yes. I know it wouldn't be mine because <laughs> I can't afford anything that pricey. So an astronaut lost a tool bag worth $100,000 during a spacewalk back on November the 1st. They announced it. It was a white satchel. <laughs> and it can now be... I can only think of how many nicknames that astronaut's going to have from now on. Yeah, I can only imagine. can now be seen orbiting the Earth with a telescope or a good pair of binoculars. It's hovering about 200 miles above the planet. And it has... Um, Jasmine, I can't think of the, say the last name, but anyway, it was during a maintenance spacewalk on the International Space Station, and they just realized they left it. They left it behind, and I guess it got like whoosh, or I don't know. I don't. That would be. You know how terrible. I mean, it retains the same momentum as everything else, but if it had any momentum whatsoever moving away from it, yeah, it's, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop until. And- the gravity well of Earth catches it and Feels it comes like back down. like that slow motion of like, Ooh. oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you can imagine. Except in space, it'd be silent. It'd be. <laughs> it's yes, and I mean, you you wonder where did they, when did they realize it? Did they watch it like float away and can't get it back? You know, that's that's a hundred thousand dollars worth of tools that's just now with the aliens. Or, you know, does it, is it that you get back on the ship and then we, you know, you get halfway back home and you're like, you know, where, where, and I'm missing something. I imagine it was one of those where it's like it's clipped to something so you can use it and then you take it off and then clip it to yourself and you're Mm -hmm. just used to doing that. So you, 
You go to clip it, except it didn't clip. It just kind of whoof, and you whiffed. So you go about your merry business and get back inside and reach back and, oh, no. No. How, how am I going to tell a supervisor this? You can't turn around and go back in and get that necessarily. But, but they do have 3D printers on the International Space Station, and they have had the 3D print tools for certain purposes. Well, that would be So the now they're going to have to lining. reprint a whole bunch of them. For those worried about the tools falling on someone's head on Earth, experts said there is no chance of that happening. The tool bag is expected to remain in orbit for more months, where it is expected to descend and prominently disintegrate in the Earth's atmosphere. The tool bag should meet its fiery fate around March, according to Earth Sky. That's uh, just to watch $100,000 blow up into flames. But what if it's like the Ouija board where it just winds back up at your, st- you know, like you find <laughs> it's like all like they he get walks back out to go to work, work after he gets back from space. And there's the tool bag just sitting, sitting there, there next to his mailbox. Just like, hi. It's like, oh, that just that's when you go back inside. That's when it took a turn for. OK, somebody followed me home and not from anywhere I necessarily wanted it to be. Sounds like the beginning of a sci fi movie. Mm-hmm. Or the ending of one, maybe so. Uh, someone said, Keith and Meridian said, still looking for my granny old sewing scissors, just sentimental. Yeah, that it doesn't, for it to be valuable doesn't necessarily mean it has to have big dollar signs to right. it. I mean, when you lose something that's sentimental, that's just as hard. My father lost a pair of contacts in a teeny case one year while hunting and found it the next hunting season. Now, what are the likelihood of you being able to do that. Lost my engagement ring at our local store in the owner's son's sand play area. (gasps) His grandmother said, look at this pretty I found. So, so thankful. Leave it to the kids. That would be a terrible one to... And those that drop them down sinks on accident, washing your hands or whatnot, and then you're able to... You're able to still get them out if you have a good plumber. Well, depending on the sink, it It, it depends on the... going to get caught in the pee trap. Right. And, uh, but still, that moment of like, oh, no, no, I can't take it back. I want to take it back. That, that meme, too, it's not a meme of the video, but the guy who's taking the picture of the big fish and he throws his phone back instead of the fish. It's not He's just the exact stuck looking at the thing. fish. And he's just stuck. It's that, just that moment of like, I can't undo that. What a big mistake. It'd be a mistake to change channels, so don't do that. We got more for you coming up next. And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We're everywhere. On your computer or your mobile device, just head on over to Supertalk TV. We're having a good time sharing our sad stories. (laughs) 
<laughs> over on the Good Things Facebook group about uh, things that we have lost, whether they had significance value or just they were sentimental in value, and either whether you found them or not. Paul and Hernando shared he lost his fraternity ring in a snowbank in Omaha, and then he found it later that spring. Those stories to me are wild because it's like if you think about like that ring just sat there for however many seasons, saw how many suns up, suns down, critters coming by, wind blowing. I mean, all the things that could possibly have moved that ring into oblivion. And nope, it was just right there waiting for you whenever, you know, whenever you returned. Um, it's kind of cool to sort of think about. I but love- the interesting thing is that's how, I mean, you can't really know the exact number, but that's how the vast majority of archaeological finds made their way to us through the years of history is either somebody lost something, placed it somewhere safe, or threw it out. Like, if it wasn't lost, it was intentionally misplaced, or it was trash. And then it just, like you said, sat there for seasons on seasons as the sun went up and set, went up and set. And eventually it was refound by someone eons later, and it gives us a glimpse into life eons ago. That's got to mention. It's um, interesting you mention archaeologists because in the 10 most uh, ludicrous large things that humans ever lost, Stan the T-Rex is on that list. In October 2020, an incredibly rare, nearly complete skeleton of a T-Rex nicknamed Stan was sold at an auction for $31.8 million to anonymous buyer. And then he just he just disappeared. Like they could, they weren't able, they weren't able to find him, and <laughs> they ended up finding him and figuring it and figuring it all out. But imagine the moment where it's like, I just sold you, but I can't find you. How do you lose a T Rex? Where do you? How do you miss? I don't. Well, know. I mean, they don't come fully assembled like you they see should. in a museum. I know it's more of a. Here's another a bunch one. of big boxes with a bunch of soft bedding. A 33-foot-tall mango went missing. In 2002, the the town of Bowen, Australia, erected a massive statue of a mango to celebrate their prized local product. It weighed seven tons and stood 33 feet tall. And it was considered itself, the the town considered itself the mango capital of Australia. Imagine their shock when 12 years later, the good folks of the town awoke to find their favorite fruit statue missing. How many people went by that location and didn't even notice it until somebody goes, wait a second. Yeah. Where's the mango? The suspicions of the the latter would be proved right the next day when it was revealed to be a publicity stunt for a restaurant chain. But that, okay, so that is a huge, you went through great lengths to move a seven Seven ton ton mango just to create the PR whirlwind. Where do you hide it? That's a seven foot, no, seven ton, 33 foot. What do you do? I mean, you put a blanket, like put it in your backyard and put a blanket over it? <laughs> do you just set it in the middle of like a fruit tray and hope nobody notices? I mean, it blend in? I mean, <laughs> like you really have to go through great depths to think about stealing and pulling off a, 30, of a seven ton mango yeah you gotta have either some manpower or some horsepower or a combination of the two to move that much Mm. someone said went to iraq in 2017 to reopen a base and the marines 
found a or or that was taken a fifty two thousand dollar radio from their unit. It was never found. Ooh. Yeah, that sucks. You can't like you don't have a beaker on that thing. A beaker. We can be <laughs> like the Muppet. Yes, no, like a beacon. <laughs> like an air tag. Yes, something you would think. I would like to think I would put. A tracking device of some of some kind. You would think that the things that were important that could walk off, grow hands and walk off. You would think they would. I mean, we tie things around our children, put binder things in our dogs. I think I would put that in the, in the radio for sure. The team testers once lost a guy named Jimmy Hoffa. I don't know that story. You never heard of Hoffa? Yeah, but remind me. Uh, he disappeared and he was never found. Oh, wait. And the rumors abound as to where he wound up. From the 50-yard line of a certain NFL football stadium to the slab of a giant manufacturing facility. Well, we could have ended on a nicer note. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I walked right into that one. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, The conversation never ends over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there. Stick with us. There's plenty of good talk coming up next with the boys with sports talk from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.